where the Upper Cumberland talks. Inside the Stacks with Katherine Weisinger of the Putnam County Library. Check it out. News Talk 94.1. This is Katherine Weisinger, director of the Putnam County Library and host of Check It Out, the show about stories that start at the library. Today, I have super special guest, Letty Collier, with me, and she is the office manager at the Center for Rural, Rural Innovation, Rural, Center for yeah. Rural Innovation, right? You're right. That is it's a mouthful. Very much so. At Tennessee Tech University. Yes. And we are so excited that you're here today. Thank you so much. Yay. Thank you for having me. We are going to highlight a little bit about the partnership between the Putnam County Library and Tennessee Tech and how grateful we are for that partnership. But really what we're going to focus on for the show is our Spanish bilingual story time that you are hosting at the library. Yeah, I love it. It's one of my favorite things to do every month. We love it too. And we're so grateful for you. So before we really dive into that, tell me a little bit about yourself. So, like you said, my name's Letty. I have been in Tennessee for the last seven years. We moved here from Utah, where we spent a few, like, short years. But before that, Southern California, where I lived my entire life. Oh, wow. Um, Tennessee is a huge change. Huge. Huge. But we love it so much. My boys are, one's at Tech. Um, He's a sophomore. And then I have a grade, eighth grader. Oh my goodness. It's wild. That At is Avery wild. Trace. Yay. I love Avery Trace. Yes. That's where I used to teach. That's a great school. Which is how we met. That's right. The school system. It is. It is. And I absolutely love that I've gotten to know you through school and now we can partner at the library. Yeah, I am thrilled. So awesome. So what is your current role um, at the Center for Rural Innovation? So as the office manager, I just keep their world running. Um, Andrea Kruska and Michael Akins are who I work with, and they are traveling often or out of the office. So I just make sure that someone's in the office and I keep that world running. But thankfully, because of that job, I am able to partner with you guys and get out into the community a little bit as well. Absolutely. And what does the Center for Rural Innovation do? So in a few words, we provide technical assistance and research across the state of Tennessee to revitalize the rural areas and rural communities that we have in Tennessee. Oh, yeah, that's that's super important because we do have a lot of rural communities. You can probably speak to that more intelligently than I can. But Tennessee's pretty rural. It, a lot of it is. And we do we partner with students. We actually pay students to work with small businesses and we help distressed counties build a tourism portfolio or tourism brand that they can put out to the nation to like right. bring in those dollars. Okay, that's that's really great. And so I was going to ask you why what you do is important in our region, but you pretty much answered that. Yeah, you really help with economic development and just bringing in those that important revenue. Yeah, for counties that that truly need it the most. We do, and it's heartwarming work, but also really fun. Oh, I bet it's fun. Yeah, I bet and beautiful. If you get to travel, I don't know. You said that. Yeah, I keep the you, office you running. You keep the office running <laughs> yeah. so you don't get to go um, afar no, as often. No, but they do. They do, yeah. And Tech's campus is beautiful, so that's not bad for me. It's true. Yeah. That's true. Just take a walk around the quad. That's yeah. beautiful. 
Well, let's get to this fabulous partnership that we've established and this Spanish bilingual story time. I want to know how you learned Spanish. Okay, so interestingly, Spanish is my first language. I, when I was a child, my mom was still going to USC for university, and we lived with my grandparents, who only spoke Spanish in the home. So that's just what I grew up learning. And I learned English once I started preschool. I do not remember not knowing English. Oh, that's funny. But I obviously didn't. Right. So the better question was not, how did you learn Spanish or when did you learn Spanish? But how did you learn English? Yeah, during, I do remember this, during nap times, my teacher (laughs) would take me into like the back teacher's room, which I thought was like really cool. Yeah. And she would play records. So she taught me to read and English at the same time. So she would play records that would play the book in English and we would go through the reading at the same time. That's super smart. Yeah. That's great. It's a great way to teach someone to learn a language because they're seeing the language and hearing it at the same time. You had a really good teacher. Yeah. I don't know if it was experimental because I went to preschool at my mom's college campus or what, but hey, it it worked. (laughs) It worked. So do you think it was beneficial for you to learn another language or speak another language? I think it is. Um, More so now in my adult life growing up, I used it, but just with family members and whatnot. But now as an adult, especially since I've lived in Tennessee, I've gotten to utilize my bilingualism a lot more with my time at Jerry Whitson because that population is so Hispanic. Yes. And then um, just in the community here. Yeah. For example, with the Putnam County Library. Exactly. We are very appreciative of the fact that you can speak Spanish and are willing to share that gift. Yeah. It's fabulous. I love it. We will be right back on Check It Out, the show about stories that start at the library. I'm talking with Letty Collier about the pretty new bilingual Spanish story time at the Putnam County Library. We are learning all about Letty's journey in learning English and not Spanish, which was already interesting to me that Spanish was your first language, not English. Yeah, It's something I didn't think of, so I'm really glad to know that. That's interesting. And you mentioned that knowing another language was more beneficial for you as an adult than it was as a child. You mentioned that knowing another language was more beneficial as an adult than it was as a child. Can you explain a little bit about what you mean by that? Yeah, for sure. Uh, In Southern California, I feel like There are so many Hispanic people that being bilingual is kind of just a part of life. Mm -hmm. Whereas when we moved here, they're they're few and far between. Um, Actually, it is growing here. It is growing. By a lot. Um, We're at 6% as of 2021 Hispanic population here, which is really exciting. It is exciting. Um, So I use it a lot more. It's more beneficial now because I am able to help in right. a way that maybe I couldn't before because it just most everyone spoke both languages where right. I was. And here it's a little bit different. So also it it another aspect of being bilingual that's like really exciting is it helps a lot with your brain cognitive abilities. You're able to multitask cuz sometimes when you're going back and forth like I tend to think in English obviously because that's what I use more often. So I have to like 
do a lot of brain work to translate in my head to what I want to say in Spanish. Absolutely. So it can help you multitask and um, it, it makes bilingual people are often more creative and flexible because they're used to having to change things a lot. And I found that to be really fascinating. That is fascinating. And yeah. you are very creative. So I like it, to think so. <laughs> yeah, you are. So that's true for you. Yeah. That is really neat. And I, it is super good for your brain yeah. to learn another language, even hear or be exposed to another language is really good for, for people. Um, in what ways though, has knowing another language been challenging? For me, Personally, because I know both, it's not as challenging, but I did learn a lot. I worked six years at Jerry Whitson as their secretary, and I found that I learned a lot about it because there's not only a large Hispanic population there, but it's also a lot of first-generation, just-came-to-America people there. And you see a lot why they need someone that can – speak to them in their own language, make them feel comfortable in a new place where you know nothing. Everything's new. Yeah. Culturally, everything's new. Oh, yes. And so having someone who can speak to them in their language is probably such a comfort. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And and then they can also ask you questions and understand the answer. Like I can't imagine not being able to ask questions about – a school that my child is going to. Yeah. You know, it's it's one thing if I'm doing something, but it's a totally different issue if I have a child that I'm sending, you know, kind of out into this school and I don't know how to communicate. Yes, it is wild. And as my relationship grew with the families there, they would ask questions about things in the community or oh, going right. to doctor's appointments or uh, yeah. what bank to go to or just anything that they didn't understand or know what to do, they needed help with, they would come to the school. That's really amazing and just such a wonderful resource for them. And what a great thing for you. Oh, absolutely. It makes It made me feel so good. Yes. Yeah. You were absolutely like the thing they needed, their source of information, no doubt about it. Yeah. Because like you said, it is less prevalent here to be bilingual right? In, in any language. But whereas in Southern California, I'm sure where it's predominantly, you're in an area that's predominantly Hispanic. I wouldn't say predominantly, but it was a fair but, amount. Okay. So yeah. it was, you know, more common. Yeah, that is, that's incredible. And I love that you were able to help in that way. Yes. And during our Spanish bilingual story time, we also want people to learn about Hispanic culture. And I would love for you to talk about that here, about culture or tradition, some of your favorite Hispanic traditions. Yeah. Um, what, some of my favorite as a Mexican-American right? are um, making tamales at Christmas. Oh, yes. Yeah. A quinceanera. Like also... Um, Everything's like super family oriented. So and I've noticed that's one thing that maybe we have in common with our people here, our -hmm. our population here, is that I've noticed that Southern people are very family oriented. They are. So are we. Yes, that's (laughs) true. You go to like a child's birthday party and there will be like 
55 people because the whole family has to be there, not right. just like the little kids. Exactly. It's it, not like a drop the kids off and we're leaving. Right. The whole family's there. Mm-hmm. That is true. That's a very um, common thing in, in Southern United States culture as yes. well to be family oriented. Well, I cannot wait to learn more when we are back with Letty on Check It Out. Hi, this is Katherine Weisinger, director of the Putnam County Library and host of Check It Out, the show about stories that start at the library. Today, I have been talking to Letty Collier, who is the office manager at the Center for Rural Innovation at Tennessee Tech University. That is still a mouthful, even though I said it before. I say it every day and I still get tripped up. But we are so glad you're here. And we've talked a little bit about your work at Tennessee Tech. But really what we focused on is your partnership with the Putnam County Library and the Spanish bilingual story time that we now offer. Super excited for this. It's been great so far. And we really hope that if you're listening to this podcast and this is the first you're hearing about it and you have some children that you want to come, you can come to to our bilingual story time with Letty because it's just fantastic. When we stopped, though, we were talking about Hispanic traditions and you mentioned tamales and Christmas. Yes, it is one of my absolute favorite things. Tamales can be really labor intensive to make. It can take all day. So it's really fun. You get together or my family personally, and I think many families, you get together like the day before Christmas Eve because we eat them on Christmas Eve and, you know, the meat is prepared and then you have to make the masa and then you kind of assembly line putting the tamales together. And because we if say we're feeding 20 people, we're going to make 6,000 tamales. Oh, right. Because we do not know how to feed a small group of people. Okay. Just like if you're going to go to like a potluck, you're going to bring a dish for 65 people. Right. Even though it's maybe 10 people going to be there. That's another thing that apparently Mexican culture and Southern American culture yes, have in common. Absolutely. An abundance of food. We love our food. Yep. And we so we gossip. And we okay. put tamales together. Seen so many similarities. And then they cook. And then in the evening, we all enjoy them. It's a Christmas tradition. That's really fun. Yes. I love that. It is one of my favorite things of the whole year. I bet. That's a really cool and different, kind of unique. You know, yes. it's a unique tradition. But what are some ways that our community can support the Hispanic population in this area? I think one of the best ways is just to understand that a lot of these people are coming directly from another country. They're not coming from another part of the United States. This is their first foray into America and American culture, and they just want to be accepted and loved, and I think kindness will go a really long way. And even if you don't speak the language, a smile is a little bit universal, right? It is. And just be understanding and patient. Patient. I think kindness and patient, that is a great, like those are two really good pieces of advice for people. And again, they were so lucky they had you to go as a resource. Seriously, it's amazing. So when will you be doing story time at the Putnam County Library? So our story time, our bilingual story time is the first and third Thursday of every month at 10 o'clock in the morning. 
So fantastic. So that means that we are going to have two times a month where people can come in and listen to a story. Is it bilingual? Is it all in Spanish? Is it English and Spanish? It varies. Mm. Sometimes we'll do it all in Spanish or other times we'll do it bilingually where we'll read a portion of it in English and a portion of it in Spanish. We're also going to try to really highlight different aspects of Hispanic culture that are new to our friends that are not Hispanic. I love it. I've already learned so much and I have every intention of learning more. Yes. I think it's just such a great thing for us to do. And what age group is story time best for? What age group do you, you know, recommend? I would say two to six. Okay, perfect. So that's kind of like our typical story time at the Putnam County Library. So bilingual will be very similar. Ages two to six will get the most out of that story time. Now, I always ask a library or book-related question at the end. So can you recommend some good books for learning about Hispanic culture or books about Hispanic authors? Anything. So... Okay, I was thinking about this before we started, and I was really excited. As a child, I really loved The House on Mango Street by Sandra Cisneros. It's about a family in Chicago. I think they're first-generation Mexican-Americans. It's really great. Uh, In college, I had the pleasure of reading a book called Reign of Gold by this author named Victor Villasenor. Um, And he has three books in a row, and it focuses on his family leaving Mexico during the— Mexican Revolution, and it goes all the way through Prohibition. And it's true, but it also has, like, aspects being Mexican that are unique to them, like with the saints well, or, or Mexican-American Catholic. And so saints are involved, but then they also go back to, like, the magic from the their olden days or, like, different oh, right. deep-seated beliefs. And so the book goes back and forth between Spanish and English a lot, and it was – um, centered around where I grew up in California. So it was really fun oh, yeah. to see all these places where he goes with his family. Oh, absolutely. But they go from nothing to him actually being like a New York Times bestselling author and writing these books about his family. It's just magical. That is magical. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here with me today, Letty. I've really had fun and learned a lot. I've had the best time. Thank you. Yay. And readers, thank you for listening. Check out your local library. Maybe come to a bilingual story time and start your own story too.